Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, guys, to a special Monday edition of the Tea with Mo. I'm your co-host. I'm your co-host. I'm your host, Miss Mo. I've got my co-host Sunny on the line, and we are here on a sun uh, Monday evening. I keep saying, wanting to say Sunday, but it is Monday. Shows how uh, my mind is working today, and absolutely zero coffee today. So, Sunny, how are you doing on this evening? Um, I I could definitely use some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely would love that. It has been a day. Um, yeah, we had a downpour of rain this morning for a while till about one o'clock. And I had to take Little Miss to the doctor. They had to move her appointment because the doctor could not get out of Raleigh. That's how bad the rain and the traffic was. So we were out in that for about two hours. And then I still went to work after that with 10 amazingly well-behaved (gasps) three-year-olds. Yeah, right. Um, So it's been a day. (laughs) Well, I'm with you on that. I haven't drank. I don't think I have not sipped any tea this week. It's been nothing but coffee. I actually took my uh, J1, uh, my my big miss, I took her to Universal Studios this week, this past weekend, or week, should I say. We were there for Thursday, Friday, Friday, four days. And when I tell you, I am definitely feeling 35 today. My entire body is aching from the amount of walking that we did. She got me on a roller coaster. I will not say if I kept my eyes closed the whole time we're swimming, um, but definitely worth it. But I am in a lot of, I am definitely feeling 35 right now. My calves are so burning. Every time I move, <laughs> I'm in pain. So 
I feel I you mean, on the longness. Like, your body is just so different once you get on the other side of certain numbers. Man, I'm telling you, because when I was 25, I definitely could have. I could have. I definitely would would have been um, not feeling this way. I don't feel even 30. I don't think I felt this way, but. Now, I, I definitely know my limits. I, I definitely will say I pushed I pushed my body to the limits this weekend. Um, we did, I think, about – we were in the park about nine hours each day, and I think we did about 10 to 12 miles each day of walking. So I am definitely uh, – spent. I know. But, you know, the, okay. things you do for the, for, the things you do for your kids. I won't say it was all for her. I'm so definitely um and excited because I actually graduated again this week. So it was kind of a birthday graduation gift to her and me at the same time. So it was great well, though. You know, um, shout out to Universal. You do have to insert applause for that because that is an accomplishment and does deserve to be recognized. You know, if I could find that there we go. I can find it for everybody else. We'll do it real quick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is, especially in a COVID world with working, full-time mom, the show, author, crafter, um, all the above (laughs) goes on my belt. So the fact that I pulled that off, um, and like I said, I got to see in Spanish too. I was so excited about that. And here's the kicker. You know, I was excited for you when I read it. Here's the kicker, though. That Spanish came in handy being in Orlando this weekend. I actually okay. had a whole conversation with my Uber driver who did not speak a lot of English. I actually, I was able to ask, uh, he asked where we were from, found out he was from Venezuela. No, I'm not from Venezuela. Where's a good place to eat? I was very proud of myself that I I was actually able to communicate. So shout out to my C-plus. <laughs> And it's, See, don't so glad it's over. You just have to, you know, get some of the the important, the high points in, and then you can kind of wiggle your way around the rest. You know, honestly, I understood what he was saying versus more than speaking back. But surprisingly, even with me um, replying back to him, it came off so quick. Like it, it was so effortlessly for me. I was just like, oh my gosh, I think I did pay attention this semester. So. And you would see being in Texas, (laughs) right? But no, like seriously, think about it. You know, you're you're putting what you feel like is your absolute best at this particular task at hand, learning a new language. And anybody that's done it can probably tell you that it's not the easiest thing in the world. And you're trying to learn it in a formal setting. And you feel like it's not clicking. Like, I'm not getting any of this. And I can only be there with you on that level because that's the way I felt in high school. And my Spanish teacher tried to get me to take Spanish 4. I was like, no way. I did my requirements. I'm done. But no, ma'am. I took as German I older, in after, high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we, we had no options. You, you took Spanish. Or you took Spanish. You took it in the morning or the afternoon. <laughs> 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 but, 
<laughs> but I, it did help, like, and on top of that, living in San Antonio, it did help when, you know, I started working, and they're, hey, there, you know, some Hispanic people where I work, I know what you just said about her. You do? Yeah, I do. <laughs> you should watch that. But I think that's amazing. I'm really, really proud of you. And don't ever Thank let you. anybody make you feel bad about your C. Oh, I'm like, not. Girl, girl I'm a C plus. At 35, going back and having to take the Spanish too, and I have not taken Spanish since, I already said my age, so, you know, since being in my early 20s, I will definitely say, and even though living in Texas, you know, speaking Spanish, I know all the bad words in Spanish and the bad things. <laughs> I know all of that. Okay. Um, but to okay. actively... You always learn in dealing with this <laughs> But to but to learn another language in the midst of everything um, and having to go back and tap in, I definitely, because, you know, at one point, you know, the lengths I was willing to go to to pass this class. We're not going to get into that. I'm just in case my mom I mean, we've me, all been but... there. I... <laughs> Let me tell you. Well, um... so let's get straight into the tea of the week. The Tea of the Week is sponsored by Royalty Consulting. They offer life coaching, business coaching, business consulting, credit repair, youth services, and speaking engagements. Their motto is, we're here for you. They are offering our sippers a free 30-minute consultation, so head over to their website at www.royaltyconsultingnet.com. So this week, our Tea of the Week is actually... Christmas tree. This is very interesting, and you can give me your thoughts on this. Question is, how do you make Christmas tree tea? I'm reading my face. (laughs) This is how you make Christmas tree tea. The process is really quite simple. Really, you use hot water until it's hot, not boiling. Add a generous amount of pine needle, and then leave it to soak for half an hour. The water will take a yellowish, reddish uh, tone. And the darker is, the more the vitamin C is, is provided. So basically, you're taking, if you've got a real Christmas tree in your house, or say you have some pine needles out in your backyard, which I'm pretty sure there in North Carolina, y'all have plenty of pine. But you actually take fresh pine needles and just steam it with hot water. And there, and add some honey. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. make Christmas tree tea. You mean to tell me... <laughs> <laughs> Christmas tree tea. These people are just walking in their living room, plucking off a branch of their tree, and yeah. sticking it in a mug until the water turns yellow. <laughs> not yellow. No, not yellow. You're not going to get a lot of vitamin C. It needs to be dark. The darker the tea is, the more vitamin C. I can't even. I cannot. Um, I mean, you can do it another way. You can dice it. You can dice up. You can dice up the pine needles, um, and you can put that them in. Like, to... You want me to die? That sounds like an allergy attack waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna uh, skirt, skirt, and go back to the peppermint tea from last I week. I do want. <laughs> Okay, I do want to put an advisory out here that the the National Christmas Tree Association says it should be a white pine is what you should use. But if you don't have a white pine, 
then you can just go get a pine tree from outside, some pine from the pine tree, and make some tea. You said a white pine? Yep, it, that's what they recommend. So it now should you're be, if you're going to... against Christmas trees? What's wrong with the green pine? trying that although low-key I'm allergic to pine so I don't think that this is for me I kind of want to pop a Benadryl I want to drink it I kind of just want to make it and see if this really happens yeah. so I'll let you guys know next yeah. year because at some point I'm going to try this no. I don't know if we have any pines in Houston I don't think there's any pines in Houston and I don't think I mean according to the way it's saying you can pretty much use any real Christmas tree but white pine is the best that's so funny. And and they suggest you do this if <laughs> you want to get it's a better way to get rid of your Christmas tree. Oh man. Okay, yeah, so that's if that's the case, if that's the case, why don't you see any of this Christmas tree pine on the shelves in stores? Cause I no, so you actually can get this version on shelves. You can actually order it on oh, Amazon. Geez. I looked it up. But at least if you do it with your own Christmas tree, not an artificial tree, let's just put that out there. It has to be a real pine tree, a real tree with nothing fermented on it. I definitely probably, I don't know, I guess you would wash the pines first uh, and then steam them. But, yeah, it just sounds like a, an allergy, a teacup of allergies for me. I mean, it does. I think, about, think about everything that tree must go through. To the only become way, a Christmas tree. Right. The only way I would recommend this is if you're actually on a farm or in your backyard and you have uninterrupted trees. Like if you just like go out in the backyard and in, in the wilderness and you've got some pine trees. That would probably be the but only still, way I would recommend this. Birds, there's deer. I don't know about y'all, but here is nothing to get up in the morning and see a deer in your yard or deer deer tracks in your yard. There's cats, there's raccoons, there's people that let their dogs do it. And you just want me to snip, snip a piece off of maybe a pine you, maybe tree. Maybe you need to go a little higher. Cup. Well, that is, I thought you'd find that one interesting. So this week, All right. again, and the funny part is that it has raving views online it's so funny like people people think this is absolutely amazing i'm sure by the people oh, that use the white pine <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure <laughs> You know, if anyone has ever tried this, please DM us and let us know how this process went. I would be really yes. interested to know how this process went. We would love to interview you to know we, we what would. went through we your really mind. Would. What was funny know, is when I was honestly. looking for the tea, when I was looking for the tea this week, I was like, okay, 
what can I put? You know, I thought Christmas, and then I said, you know, I put Christmas tea. And this came up, and I was like, no way. And then I went and looked, and I was like, well, what is Christmas tea? Girl, ain't no added benefits. I can't give y'all any added benefits this week other than just that tidbit. You know, of course. Yeah. So. <laughs> but y'all better off just drinking the peppermint tea and then putting a little bit of pine in it. I would recommend that. Because <laughs> pine, I, in my mind, I feel like it would taste like pine salt. Like, that's how in my mind I feel like it would just taste like straight pine salt. Like, in smell know, like you know pine salt. You know how we always, like, kind of ragging on yours about his hug in a mug? Like, I don't know about anybody else. For me, that would be death in a mug because I'm allergic to anything that has the word tree in it. I, I, I don't know about that I one. I feel like this is a tea that, that YT would actually, yours would actually have tried. I would not be surprised. It sounds like some... <laughs> Hugging a mug, so he can come on, and then he can give the review. You know, but then that requires that requires that it's actually made in my house, and I'm still allergic to pie. (laughs) That would not Uh, be fun. That's 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 the situation. Yeah. (laughs) Have him make it. No, have him make it outside, like you know, like the old days. Get his little with a, kettle with and the fire. The fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just move the cup around in a circle with the hot water. And you know what? I'm just going to ask my cousin Jocelyn, who lives out in Oklahoma. I'm going to see if she'll make this and see what happens. I want to see if she'll do it. <laughs> She's into hunting and all that stuff. I want to see if this is actually a thing. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, moving on. Are you sitting on any teas this week? <laughs> I am. I actually had some ginger lemon tea this morning. It was good. I'm not. I swear, I just can't get with the ginger. I have some lemon ginger in my in my cabinet, and I and I'm I I was wondering why I had so much of it because I don't like it. I have a whole box of it. I'll send that to you. I don't. I didn't think I would I either. Not like because- it. I know there have been several people that have called in and said they like ginger. I was like, I cannot get with the ginger. I actually liked it. And I think I might have some more in the morning. I might. I think tonight before I go to bed, I'm actually going to probably get some peppermint tea um, to kind of divulge all of the park eating food that I had. Um, uh, kind of help with the heartburn a little bit. I think I'm going to put a little bit of, of that in my system. Um, before bed tonight. Well, moving on. So this week, our topic is, this was funny to me. I thought, as y'all know, well, the title of the show this week is Santa Baby Jesus. Um, And this week, we are asking several different questions. Do you let your kids believe in Santa Claus? Are you team Jesus or team man in the red suit? And what do you want for Christmas? Which we'll answer that one in the end. Um, So, Okay, let's talk about, it really is just all things Christmas. So first off, did your parents let you believe in Santa Claus when you were growing up? Absolutely. Um, 
yeah, we did the whole going to see Santa Claus, and I do believe I even have a picture of the three of us going to visit. My sister was about Mia's age and deathly afraid, so she was sitting on my knee. But, yeah, absolutely. How about yours? So, yes, we did believe in Santa Claus. Um, but we also, my parents don't believe in Santa Claus. Um, I also, my next question is, do you let, do you let me believe in Santa Claus? Um, and my answer to that is, yes, my kids believed in Santa Claus up until they were about, my son, we told, I think we, we told him last year, we told him at nine um, that that Santa Claus didn't wasn't there anymore. Um, I think the girls were around maybe this. Uh, I think the girls were a little bit older, just because we always do Christmas with my with my family as a big family. But yeah, um, my kids believed in Santa Claus. I believed in Santa Claus, but I also knew the difference between Santa Claus and the fact that we there was Santa, but then there was also Jesus. So we kind of had two, you know, we both, well, what, if they they know by now, you know, we grew up together. So, you know, shout out to Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado, our home home church. Um, <laughs> but we actually, where I, I should say, and shout out to Reverend Thompson, um, who is the pastor of Emmanuel, but we actually knew that Christmas was two, it was two separate things, you know. Not two separate things, but it was, it was, we knew that it was Jesus's birthday of why Jesus, you know, um, and we're going to get into some history of this because last week, I think that we got um, some confusion. I think there was a little bit of confusion, um, I think, in the history of, of Santa Claus and why we celebrate Jesus's birthday in December. I did a little bit more research that I thought would be really interesting to our strippers to give a different perspective. But did you do you let me believe in Santa Claus? She she knows about Santa Claus. I'm put it like that because she is only three. She's not a fan. She's never been. I mean, she's been to see Santa Claus, but she's like, you want me to sit where? So even with her um, pictures, like not her first Christmas, but like her second, um, she has a picture by the Christmas tree. It looks like Santa Claus' arm. That's grandfather's arm. And at the beginning of the season, you know, she said, I want to ask Santa for da-da-da-da. I directed her to her grandfather. And that's kind of how we play that off. Um, But, yes, she knows about Santa. And we go out and look at lights, and she sees movies and things. But she said, Mommy, I'm going to ask Santa, please, please, please. I said, please what? And she said, please bring a gift for the baby Jesus. So we have Santa in there. We got Jesus in there. I'm happy. So, okay. So let's talk about the quickly the legend of St. Nicholas, which, of course, um, is what we the nickname for Santa Claus, so or became Santa Claus. So Saint Nicholas, we're gonna do a modified version of this. Um, so basically, Saint Nicholas was someone who was kind of like a saint, uh, or who was a saint in the Protestant Reformation. 
And he used to um, take um, presents to or help serve for the um, for the I don't want to say homeless, but for the not for the less fortunate. Um, and so that's what kind of started this whole St. Nicholas um, legend and things like that, or um, he would be like a protect, he was like a protector for children and for sailors. So you guys can really go back a little bit more. I definitely would recommend going to the history, uh, to www.history.com and looking at a little bit more. He was a monk um, and probably was born like, I want to say, um, what is modern day Turkey and like around 280 AD. Um, so the history of Santa Claus is not, always so pagan of what people think um i think that you have to do a little bit more research about what santa claus and the different stories and and i guess given who you're talking to and given history they would tell you whether or not you know santa claus which version that they decide to do so i think you have to do a little bit more research um on these topics and you know instead of just choosing the obvious oh santa claus was bad no Santa Claus actually wasn't because the in diff, every culture the Santa Claus story is a little bit different. Like in the German community, it's different. Um, you know, they put their shoes outside. It's like a whole diff, it's like a whole big thing. Um, so let's talk about the harm. Do you feel that there's any harm in these kids believing in Santa Claus? Honestly, I really don't. Um, Santa Claus, Elf on the Shelf, things like that, I feel like it helps foster and encourage their imagination. And especially this year, I feel like our kids need a little magic this year. With everything going on with the pandemic and whatnot, there's going to be a time for them to be aware of the true meaning of Christmas. I mean, you can still teach your kids what the true meaning of Christmas is. But when they're young, it's okay to let them have that magical moment, use their imagination, see you and, you know, other people giving to others, being kind, et cetera. I don't see a problem with it. You know, I agree with you. I'm I'm always a firm believer in, like I said last week, I'm not big on doing stuff just because, of the meaning of it because society says so. Because if that's the case, then we're all guilty of celebrating something that society says that we're supposed to do. Like in every culture, from Islam to Christianity to uh, Jew, being Jewish to, there's just, there's a lot of things we could say being Catholic that we can say we do because of rituals and because of history. But my thing is, like I said last week, is if you're doing something in your family because it's going to help your kids act right for the whole year. Like, that was my biggest thing about Santa Claus. I knew that throughout the year that on top of my family and my parents, you know, I always figured, dude, okay, well, I need to be extra good because Santa's watching. So, I mean, yeah, there's a creep factor to it now that I'm older. But at the same time, if that's what you choose to help your kids or anything I feel like anything that you choose that is going to help you be a productive member of society no matter what you believe whether if you believe in unicorns or you believe in magic or whatever 
then I feel like that's your prerogative and that's the beauty of the world and that's the beauty of free will that's given to us. Um, I don't think taking Christmas and making it, you know, making it all about Santa because I'm a Christian, you know, I view it a little bit differently. But if I wasn't a Christian and you just decide that you want to celebrate Santa and have your kids believe in Santa Claus, then great. You want to have your kids believe in that Santa Claus is the Easter Bunny's stepbrother. I mean, whatever, even as ridiculous as that sounds, that is fine with me. That is more than fine with me just because who am I to tell you what you can and can't do with your kids? And who am I to tell you what you can and can't do to make yourself feel better? And it's not even just, I mean, this year for sure, like Elf on the Shelf, I did Elf on the Shelf last year and the two years prior to that. My kids loved it. And it gave me an opportunity to be a little bit more creative with them. You know, it was a fun thing. And and now I love seeing my other friends post the Elf on the Shelf and how creative they can get with their kids and things like that. So it was something for their kids to get up and look forward to, you know? So I think I it, it kind of bothers me when people are like, well, Santa Claus and you shouldn't celebrate this because of this history. Well, that may not be the reason why I'm celebrating it. It can be your own reason. Who says it can't be? Who says history has to dictate what happens? Like, if that's the case, then if history dictated how everyone should feel and think, then us as black people, then are we supposed to have a slave mentality because that's what history, American history writes us at? So um, sometimes I think people just get so serious. Huh? And so some people want us to. They do. And some of us, some people that are even, uh, that are within our culture want us to. Sometimes things can just be because it just feels good. Why can't some things just be because it feels good and it makes you happy? That's, we need a little bit more of that in life. If we, if, I think if people had more of that in life, it wouldn't be so grumpy all the time. People wouldn't be so quick to just say, oh, well, I don't do Christmas. And it's like, it's okay if you don't do Christmas. (laughs) Just don't shit on the rest of us because we do. (laughs) Exactly. But I actually, I really agree with that, like, why can't why can't you believe what you believe or I mean to me it's like how is it different from reading a book and imagining the words that you're reading in your head or watching a movie that's something that's made up but people spend money to go see the newest movie and read, you know, the latest book. Hey, problem with it. I don't either. I don't see the problem with doing it or not doing it. If you choose not to celebrate in Christmas and you choose not to let your kids believe in Santa, but don't be that person that goes around and and tries to shame other people because they don't or because they do. You know, it's like have your own prerogative about things and be the way that you are. But, I mean, I've gotten the question, well, why do you put up a Christmas tree? Why? Because it reminds me of the nostalgia. I can remember as a kid, like all throughout the year, but there was this, there was always one night where my family, my father got in the attic and pulled all the Christmas stuff out. And we got to reminisce and we sat around, we made hot chocolate, we would string popcorn, my dad would play Christmas music. And it was a great family night. It was just a 
out of all the nights I can remember with my family, putting up the Christmas tree was one of my favorite times because we just got to just be a family. And yes, you should have those moments throughout the year, but if that's the only time that you can get to be a family, you know, one or two, three times of the year without being a whole bunch of other things going on, nothing in that moment as a kid mattered to me. And so for me and my kids, I want to recreate the same feeling for them and have those same memories. You know, we used to have the ornaments that we made, and I can remember as a kid being so excited each year, being able to make it. And I like to see lights on trees. I don't know why, but it's pretty. I don't care the meaning behind a Christmas tree and the negative condensation. I don't participate in the negative condensation of a Christmas tree. So to me, that's not me saying that I'm worshiping whatever the original meaning behind Christmas trees were. It's just the fact that I freaking like putting up a Christmas tree, and it's fun. I play Christmas music with my kids, and we have a good time. And if it's not hurting anybody else, then I don't see why it should matter to you. Whether you not you do it or not. Now I am a firm believer. You know, there's a lot of people who say, "Well, Christmas people go broke trying to do Christmas." I'm not one of those people. I don't go broke trying to do Christmas. I stay within my budget. My kids get a bunch of stuff throughout the year that they want, but you know, um, they do. It didn't bother me. We used to do the Santa tracker. Um, I only did certain gifts for for Christmas. So from Santa, three or four gifts were from Santa. Like their big gifts were from Santa. All the other gifts had, hey, from mom and, you know, from mom and dad or nanny and papa. So not all the gifts were labeled from Santa. My parents did the same thing. You know, it wasn't all about Santa. Well, I think for the past two years, I've been forgetting to put that on me as gifts. (laughs) Oh, from Santa? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, she's three, so it's not like. It doesn't matter who it came from. She just wants to open up stuff. Exactly. (laughs) So let's take a quick music break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about being King Jesus. We'll talk about um, Christmas and and Christmas, the Christian side of it and the Jesus side of it. We'll be right back, y'all. One second. Baby, just slip a table under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. Christmas list Santa 
All right, guys, that was Santa Baby by Summer Walker. I really love her. She's absolute uh, on rotation all the time for me, artist of 2020. Um, so let's talk. Okay, so you know we talked about Santa. Do you let your kids believe in Santa Claus? Did you believe in Santa Claus? So um, I guess the question is is keeping Christ in Christmas. So I wanted to just do a myth as to why because. It was said on the show, um, I believe, last week that um, that why do we celebrate Christmas in December when Jesus wasn't born in December? I had to fact check myself. And actually, the reason why we celebrate Christmas, uh, we celebrate Christ's birthday in Christmas is because he actually would have been born in December um, by the calendar. Um, this is by history. Again, history.com. I love history.com. But History.com says, and several other websites say, that um, the Virgin Mary, pregnant with the Son of God, would have hence been given birth to Jesus nine months later on the winter solstice. Now, the winter solstice is December 21st, um, would have been December 21st. Because how do I know that? Because my daughter was born on December 21st, and she is a winter solstice baby. Um so it was actually celebrated um, throughout Rome. The, the uh, nativity celebration was spread throughout Rome. Um, and they said, I guess, given the day would, would be the 25th. So nine months of the solstice, I guess they came up with December 25th. Um, but nine months later of the conception dated, Jesus' conception would have been around March 25th. Um, so he would have been born nine months later, which would have been December. So December 25th. So that's why we celebrate Christmas on December 25th. Blew my mind because honestly, I was thinking, oh, well, no, Jesus wasn't born on December 20th, wouldn't have been born during Christmas, but I never thought about the conception that way. So that is why we celebrate Christmas in December, guys. So that's a little tea for y'all to sip on. And y'all can go back and, like I said, go to history.com. And read that and do your own research on it. But I thought that was interesting. So I do have to say to people who say that, why, why, do, why do we celebrate during Christmas and Jesus wasn't born in December? But Jesus was. So, yeah, can't, you can't mess with, with logic on that. So, and we do know that Jesus was born. So, you know, that's a cool fact. So I definitely am one of those households that I keep Christ in Christmas. Um we definitely celebrate with gifts, of course, with the kids, but where we have a very, and I grew up in a very strong, where we went to Christmas on either Christmas Day or Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, we went to some kind of service for, for uh, the birth of Jesus, and always there was always a play. Um, <laughs> black churches always have nativity plays. I won't even say just black churches. Churches, period, always have some kind of nativity play going on, um, so... Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Sunny? Um, I think people do way too much thinking about details uh, for it to be <laughs> several <laughs> thousand years ago. Who cares? Like, if you celebrate Jesus' birth in December, I think it's the fact because yeah, a court, you can go by, you know, history and the information that was given to us, and we can go from there. That's the great thing about history, about passing stories down and passing these things down. But as 
long as you are celebrating him, if you feel the need to celebrate him and celebrating his birth and celebrating his death, burial, and resurrection, I mean, it's still in honor to him. It's still in service to him. So I'm I'm fine with it. If if in history they said that it was celebrated in February, I, then Christmas would be in February. I don't know. It, it don't make no never mind to me, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think sometimes people think too much on, on things, but for those of you out there who are thinking way too much on it, there you go. I'm just letting you know that that's what it was, you know, that was the history behind it because it was said, you know, on the show and then there were some comments made to, um, from some of our sippers saying, you know, well, you know, it wasn't born this one. Well, why do we celebrate it? So, you know, we are all about all sides of the conversation. So I felt like it was only right to provide that information and to do the research. Because honestly, like I said, for myself, I I was like, well, see, why do we celebrate? Is it, do we? I think I knew that, but I, I think I, I think I knew it, but I just, it just crossed my mind. I was like, okay, why do we celebrate it, um, you know, on in December but like I said last week again I don't care if you decide to celebrate it in April that's when all your family members can get together and that's when you decide to do it then do it in April the whole point is to show the the reverence behind look of the birth and to show the reverence on the the nativity in itself um and to me Christmas is not it's not just about you know Jesus's birth itself it's also about the story of Mary and Joseph as well it's about the story of the conception of the miracle. Look at the look at the greatness of what God gave to us. This is the gift that God gave us. And if you study the history of Jesus and you study the life of Jesus and say you believe in Jesus Christ, you have to give reverence to the beginning and the end. That's in all things. All things are the beginning and the end. And the fact that the conception itself, um, which I agree, I guess maybe too, I have a little bit more of a view because I went to a Catholic college. Um, so that, you know, I see the beauty in the Virgin Mary and that story. And I think that that's something that you have to, you know, like I said, in my opinion, you got to look at it both ways. So, um, I, I definitely would love to see more, um, more Christ in Christmas, but I do realize that Christmas is very, um, another commercial holiday. Um, and we're not going to see that. And, and, you know, culturally they've got to be sensitive to other other cultures, but I do feel like Christmas gets the ring by non-Christian. I feel like Christmas gets this gets a bad rap, you know, because of the Santa factor. Um, and I think that you can do both, whether or even if you decide to, you know, give do a give back. You know, you decide that instead of giving gifts one year, you decide that you're 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 going to be a blessing to someone else, or you your gift is a gift of service. I mean, even still, um, but as we know with the nativity scene, they did bring Jesus gifts. So whatever you decide to do, but I think that I would love to see in my house, you know, Christ will remain in Christmas and we will remain celebrating Christmas on December 22, like we have for 35 years of my life. <laughs> um, and that's just what it is, you know, we, and we celebrate Easter. We'll do an Easter talk when we get there. You know, that'll be another one. 
those are the two most controversial, I think, Christian holidays that we get a rep for, like you said last week, mm-hmm. that people focus so much on. Um, but, Ooh. I mean, I can't, I say I'm I'm going to go with I'm in the middle. I'm team Jesus and team man in a red suit. Not so much now. I think the beauty of my kids not believing in Santa Claus anymore and getting that over with um, is now I get to really, we get to really focus on the service part of it and the give back portion you know I make my kids go through before they get toys for Christmas and birthdays they have to go through all of their stuff and the stuff that you're not playing with we're going to get it to someone else who um, is less fortunate who can you know gently use and toys that are in good condition I'm going to give that to another kid who can use it if you're not playing with it anymore so there's just different there's a lot of different things um, now that they're a little bit older and that they can understand more I feel um, like we're getting ready to do um, a toiletry bag. We're going to go take some toiletry bags um, to a local shelter. I would love to have be able to give them out, but because of COVID, you know, and safety issues. So we're going to go take some toiletry bags to um, one of the local shelters here in Houston. Um, and that's going to be a good service because, as we know, Christ, um, a part of our servitude as Christians is service. So. That should be fun. Well, I mean, I think we've talked about that one. You want to say any more on that topic? I don't want to beat a dead horse. Plus, it's, it's supposed to be fun, so I got another song. Yeah. And I'm not going to play the sneak dog. Yeah, you guys aren't going to get a whole lot of pushback from me on the either or, you know, uh, especially now. I'm a mom and I'm a teacher. I've been an early childhood educator for 15 years. So um, the beauty and the magic with kids during Christmas. And I'm not going to lie, as a teacher, I use Santa as a threat. I tell my kids every single year that I am an elf. And they (laughs) believe it every year. (laughs) And we report to Santa. We have cameras and he's watching. He watches them every night. But, yeah, um, I'm all for kids (laughs) and their imagination. But personally, as a mom, um, definitely going to keep Christ and Christmas first. You know, uh, Mia's been right around here since well before Thanksgiving. She was just watching the baby Jesus from the time she got up to the time she went to sleep. Baby Jesus, baby Jesus. Walking around wrapping her dolls up like the baby Jesus. And I'm here for it, you know. I think the other thing, too, culturally, as a mom, I just never wanted to make things harder for my kids than they already are. Um, So living in a culture where my kids, where kids hear about Santa Claus and it's in the schools and Christmas and it's not like they go to public, you know, private school or they're homeschooled. Because I think when you have the luxury of homeschooling, you know, you can pretty much tell your kids whatever. But I think it's, it's more difficult when kids, actually go to school and you know I don't I've always just had that thing as a parent I don't want my kids to be alienated over anything not saying that's why we celebrated but I just always felt like you know I always felt sorry for the kids who didn't get to participate in Christmas and they had to go to another room during the Christmas party I was a room mom so it was always difficult you know to see those kids who didn't celebrate Christmas and couldn't participate just in the party 
And, you know, when you're a kid, you just want to just have what everybody else You don't really care. Yeah. I think just, sometimes you just want the people try to, <laughs> Right. I think sometimes people try to adult kids. They try to put adult problems on kids, and sometimes kids just want to be kids. Kids believing in Santa Claus, or that's one thing, and participating in that. But kids participating in a holiday party, they just want parties. They don't care about what's going on. They just want to be around their friends and enjoy that. And so sometimes I feel like sometimes religion can just be so super, super, super adulting. And it's like kids, they just want to be kids. Like sometimes kids, just that's not sometimes, all the time. Kids just want to be kids. Um, and I, I, I feel like as a society, we just, we tend to just make kids adult problems become kid problems and justify that as to why we don't let our kids participate in things. I mean, and, and that can even go for Halloween. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, can, do your kids trick or do we let our kids trick or treat? And I'm like, yeah, but see, I oh, like Halloween because I like to dress up and I'm extra and I love costumes. See, and if I can dress up and every I day, it'd be great. Before I became a mom, and I actually remember her dad, Mia's dad loves Halloween, like, is hands down one of his favorite holidays. He goes all out um, for it. And I was just, our baby's not going to do trick-or-treating. We're not doing that's the devil's holiday. And she can go to, like, something they have at church, but she's not going trick-or-treating. And then I became a mom <laughs> to a very, very imaginative and busy two-year-old. And it's a part of the experience. It's a part of the childhood experience. And my parents, they grew up um, both very heavy in church, and they allowed me the experience until, you know, we had a situation and they were like, okay, no more trick-or-treating. But up until that point, they allowed me the experience, and I'm grateful for that. They allowed me the experience in a lot of things. And once I was old enough, like you were saying earlier with the question of when exactly was Jesus born? Why do we celebrate in December? And you did your research. I was able to personally do that when I was older. Um, I was able to research and decide for myself what it was that I chose to believe. And had they taken that choice away from me, I think I would have been more narrow-minded and not open to other possibilities or seeing it from somebody else's point of view. I think that's the thing about our culture is that people, they think that they're open-minded, but they actually, their culture and their experience, not enough experience in life actually makes them very narrow-minded. Because sometimes when you, you know, when you don't experience some things, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying that you have to, believe in Santa Claus and let your kids trick-or-treat but sometimes again culturally and religiously why don't you there are some things if you know that you like you like to dress up and you and you don't have to dress up as something crazy you could dress up as a as a you know I know some parents who their kids can dress up but they let them dress up as educational people they make it an education thing so if that's the case and that's what you decide to do then great but why does everything, not everything has to be just because your religion tells you and because your cult, and because your cultural says it. it. That would be the same thing, believing in us, just doing certain things just because people tell us this is what it's for. 
like Labor Day. We had that huge talk about Labor Day, about why we did Labor Day. Now, we figured out that, that no, I'm not going to – I can wear white whenever I feel like it. If you want to wear white, but the reasons behind why they had us doing it, we were doing it because we didn't know. We didn't know why we were doing it. But now that we know why, if you choose to still do it, shoot, more power to you. But the point, I think the biggest thing is, is know why you do certain things. Don't just do – don't and know why you don't do certain things. Don't do certain things just because, well, that's just what my religion and that's just what my, that's what my, you know, that's just what I've been told. No, choose for yourself as to why you do certain things and why you don't for your family and for your kids. And screw anybody else who thinks differently. That's how I feel. Because at the yeah, end of the day, absolutely. you have to be happy with your own choices in life. When you're sitting in your casket and looking back down at your life or in those last moments of your life, you don't ever want to be like, well, man, I should have dressed up as, as uh, Tiny from – or I should have dressed up as Debo from uh, Friday. May he rest in peace as well. And you never did. All because why? Oh, I, because I don't want to be viewed this way? No. Nope. I mean, and then if you do figure out that you celebrated Christmas your whole life and then you got to an adult and you were like, you know what, I'm not believing in this because of this reason, then don't do it. Then make that choice, but don't shit on other people because they decide to. That's my biggest thing. My biggest, that's going to be my get it off the chest for the year. Um, but let's take a break, a music break real quick, and when we come back, we'll do the get it off your chest.
This whole this whole month, I've been trying to choose, you know, like nostalgia songs that mean something. Um, but I've I've been loving I, when I when I start to get into, you know, kind of like a down mood um, about the year and things like that. I'm like, man, let me play some Christmas music to get me uh, in in a better mood. So let's talk about since this is our last show before the new year. So the next time you guys hear us, it will be January 10th, um, and we will be in a new year, and hopefully not in the same type of mood that uh, Corona has put us in this year. But, you know, just overall this year, I I can't say that this year has been such a bad year. Um, For me personally, um, I definitely am ready to say 2020 by bitch, which is actually the title for uh, our next show in the new year but I was just talking to someone today and I was telling them you know although this year has been a very trying year I knew coming into this year for me that this was going to be a what I call a me year um, where it was going to be a year of a lot of changing just me personally mentally and personally for me um, and it was a year for me to work on myself and some of the goals that I had. And I have to say, I we I think I mean we've got we created the show this year, so 2020 has not been a bad year. It, it's been trying, but it, it definitely has still been a very blessed year. Um, I, I won't. Thankfully, you know the number of deaths in my family this year weren't too too bad, um, and I just. I'm just thankful. I'm trying to tell myself mentally all the stuff that I said I'm going to info. Um, I'm going to, um, I can't think of the word, all the things I said I'm going to do for the new year, I'm trying to start doing them now. Um, and not just because the clock strikes and makes it a new calendar year. I think that, you know, that's the thing too is mentally we always say, well, it's a new year. Well, technically it's just another day, but I'm starting to implement those things now. And I'm seeing such a change in my mental status for myself on a mental journey. So I think 2021 is going to be a continuation of my mental journey. Um, it's definitely going to be another another me year. Uh, 2019 for me was a huge move. I moved to Houston, um, you know, had relationships and things like that. It was a huge change year, but 2020 was definitely a me year, and I think 2021 is going to be a continuation of that self-growth. Um, I have fallen in love um, with the person that I'm becoming, um, and I'm excited to see what 2021 has for me as a person. Um, so what about you? Oh, um. 2020 has been, it's been interesting the least. Um, I have had some loss this year, 
and it made me realize how even though you may not intentionally mean to do it, how you can take people for granted, expecting that those people will always be there. And in turn, they expect that they'll always be there. And you can be looking for something that is right under your nose the whole time. So it definitely taught me to carpe diem a little more. Um, And to... Like kind of like what everybody's been saying for a while, let it go. Like if it's something that has not hurt you, well, impacted you tremendously in a physical way or, you know, something that's not completely devastated your life, if it's something that you can come back from, just let it go. It's not worth it. Eat the donuts bite the bullet like um I have also kind of came into my own in my career um even though I have been doing this for a long time I've usually always been the youngest one in the room and I've always felt like I was always learning something which there's nothing wrong with learning but now I'm in a position to where I'm the one with more experience and I'm having to not just teach these children but I'm having to teach the next generation of teachers. So that's kind of a big eye-opener for me into who I am and who I would like to become, what I would like to do. And maybe it is time to start working towards that transition of coming out of the classroom and being more of a trainer or or educator for other teachers. Um, I have rediscovered of passion that I had gotten away from because of life and now I'm writing for my life. Um, maybe about my life, I guess you guys will have to wait and see. And I am just kicking butt at this single mom thing. Um, something that was extremely scary and I didn't want to have to do. And now that I'm in the position that I have to do it. Um, I thought I couldn't do it without him. And knowing that I can is, it gives me a little bit of, of pride in that. I think this year, I think in total, I think I think 2020, if Corona did nothing else, I think Corona um, and the shutdown in the way, I think it, it allowed people to see, one, that, you life has taken so oh my god the amount of people that we have lost iconic people we've lost as a culture this year um up until like i said this past week tiny who was in his 60s i believe um of people dying from chadwick boseman to um uh, natalie i forgot her last name the lady from babs i popped charges to my to my head not my heart um it's just been so many people um, Kobe, I mean, that was a huge, tremendous loss for the culture, for me personally, just because I'm a huge Kobe fan. Um, but I think that this year also taught, it, it taught you not to waste time. I also think that this year, it it took, it, one one thing I always say, and it'll probably be my motto for 2021, is that it takes me back to the basics. Um, I've had to go back to the basics on a lot of things for myself um, to get things completed. Um, 
I've, I have this huge thing right now about if it's not happening in my house, I don't really care about it. And since I've had that motto, I have literally, I've literally spent so much more time with my kids, spent more time doing things that need to be done, i.e. school, um, finishing the book. You know, there's just been so much this year that just keeping it back to the basics. One thing I feel like I would hope that people start learning in 2021 and in the future is what matters most, putting things that are supposed to be put first, because the materialistic things and searching for the fame and things like that don't come first. I love this show. You and I both love this show, but that doesn't come first. Family and experiences in real time comes first. Um, and I hope our sippers listen to that, that that's what comes first. And I think Corona has provided a false sense of um, stability in the online world for a lot of people. Um, and that's not necessarily, and although there's been great connections made over the course of this year for people, but as life opens back up, I think a lot of people are going to really be less feeling that empty feeling. When people really do go back to regular life in their lives where those things don't matter as much, people are going to really, I think, feel less empty. Um, one last thing I will say, I hope everybody seeks mental health. Mental, your mental health and your mental peace is so important. That has been, I think, a driving factor of our show this year is mental health. Um, mental health for me has been so important this year. Like just really, I've struggled within myself. Um, and so going to therapy, having a life coach, um, through certain periods of this year has definitely pushed me and helped getting a business coach. Um, even having someone look at my 401k and managing my portfolio, that has been a huge thing too. So I, I, think I'm definitely ready for 2021. Um, I don't think I'm going to be doing much for New Year's. Do you have any New Year's plans? Um, I know y'all try to pretend like y'all don't hear it, but I'm sure you hear all that little chatter in the back. That is my <laughs> New Year's plan. <laughs> it's 11, almost, it's 10.30, almost 11 o'clock at night. This child wants me to read to her. She is my New Year's plan, <laughs> but no. Yeah, I definitely probably be quiet either. I definitely will get um, definitely fireworks. Um, that was a fun thing last year. That this year, uh, last year I was out in the country in Lake Jackson, and that's probably where I'll be again this year. Um, while working, I have to work, so not too much fun is going to be happening. But I definitely don't plan to do too much of anything to be quite honest um i might because of corona i might be sitting right here uh right here in Katy, texas um but what has been my last thing because we don't have i don't have a product of the week we'll do the get it off the test um but what has been your favorite show out of the eight months can you believe it that we have been doing this show it's been so many i'm just like dude i can't oh my God. answer yeah, that myself you want me to okay, give me your top one. three. Okay, okay, okay. I can do that. Definitely. Um, hey, Harley. Anytime she comes on, it just makes me want to get my whole entire life. Like, 
yes, you're speaking my feed. We can do that. You look cute. I- I'm going to try that. And um, the show that we did with Stacy, I actually still, at the front of my notebook I used for my lesson plans, I still have the tips that she gave us, and I go over them and I read them every day. And third, actually came from a show I absolutely thought I was not going to like. Like, I was so ill with you for coming up with this topic. I'm like, are you I already know. I'm seriously <laughs> talking about aliens? Yes, but, I yes, knew it. But <laughs> it opened my brain to a whole new world. And I started... Yes, I've started reading a different genre of literature, and I'm hooked. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's just, like, sparked my imagination. It gives me that magic, that kid magic back again. And I'm totally here for it. We're going to read. So just to remind everybody, we're going on break for till January 10th. We're going to take a mental holiday break because, we deserve it, and everybody deserves a, a chance to just enjoy their family and to revamp some things and to get our minds right. Uh, it's been eight months. You guys have gotten us. My kids are super excited <laughs> that there will be no show on Sundays. They're like, really? Um, so I definitely will say my top three oh, It's so hard. Okay, so my top show was, of course, was having um, – Avaya on um, our medium. That definitely when we had. Do you believe in psychics? That was an amazing show. That I could not have pictured and imagined. And then after also talking to her and um, actually hearing back from people and the results that they've gotten and just the clarification that they got from that show, that was what the show was all about. That was an amazing one. The alien one, yes, that was great. I loved it. I I thought it was a great shout out to Sierra for coming on and telling her story, um, being brave enough to tell her story about her how her family. I think we're actually that's going to be the replay for next week. I think that's actually going to be one of that that show is going to be our replay for next week for sure. Because um, that was just a cool show. I just thought that that was such a an awesome show and Crystal. Um, shout out to Crystal Storm. She, you can visit her at crystalsimagination.com. She was just a great uh, feature. And my last favorite, see, I was going to say Stacey's show, but you already said that one. So I think I have a runner up, which would be the September Virgo takeover and the show with my dad. That one was fun. I enjoyed, of course, I got to say that one, um, the Virgo takeover and the Willie takeover. Those two were fun. But the Virgo takeover, that, uh, shout out to Tad Nitz, uh from Real World Poetry. He was just, that. he's just always a bottle of fun. Um, that was just a great, I mean, that was just two hours of absolutely madness. And the poetry that we got on that show with him, because, um, I mean, he's one of my favorite poets, but it was just a good show. Um, the Willie takeover was nice. It was great to hear some stories about my dad um, and to have him on and asking those questions. So I've enjoyed all of them. What has been your least favorite show? 
dare we say it? I have one. Mm. Do I have one? My least mm, maybe favorite. Maybe we should say that one. <laughs> I, I'm sure there is one, but right now or least favorite me. topic. I think the voting show was heavy. That was a heavy show. The voting topic show was very heavy. Um, I will. Oh, the child support show was awesome too. Shout out to Fred for coming on. I forgot about that one. The child support was a good one. That one's gonna be a replay. Um, but my least favorite topic. I think I just it's not necessarily a least favorite topic. It just the voting one was a heavy show. Um, it was a heavy, you know, very heavy show. Um, but I don't think I have a least favorite. I think all of them we've done have been. Yeah. I mean, the voting that. show was definitely, it was heavy, but I felt like it was so needed. And I could just feel that way because of the area that I live in, and it is so racially charged, and there's still that, I mean, sometimes it's not even that subtle. And at that particular time, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm sick of this. Like, <laughs> we need to change. There needs to be something different. But yeah, it it was it was a little heavy, but it I was for a good show, reason. The the one that got me was the and the the one right before the election, um, the election blues. That one was a heavy one because I was under I I definitely had a lot of anxiety over the election and not knowing what was going to happen. That was a very heavy show. Um, as far as just it took that show took a lot out of me. Um, because we just didn't know what was going to happen. Thank God America showed up and showed out, and we got 45 y'all's president out. I'm not going to bombard y'all with that. I get, I got it in the first half of the show. So, um, But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, that's the important part. As long as he's out, then right. we're good. So, so, guys, I think, I mean, I don't have anything. Do you have anything to get it off your chest? I think I'm going to. Leave that for the new year. Um, we are super excited um, for this to be eight months. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We love our sippers. We have a lot of good things coming in store. Some changes coming to the way we are doing the show, some new segments, um, a new flow to the show. Uh, me and Sunny will be back, but we're excited. Um, so, we would love you guys' feedback. Let us know what has been your favorite shows. Um, and actually, you know what? You guys can just go back and stream it. Hit up SoundCloud and stream or, or iTunes um, and or Blog Talk, and you've got three different ways to go back and listen to our top shows. I will post, though, you know, like our top shows um, and the replays and the links to where you guys can get them for the next two. You guys have a month off from us, so. Any final words? This is it for 2020. Oh, my goodness. Cannot believe it. Um, Guys, really take time and just enjoy yourself this holiday season. Hug and love on your family and take in every moment. Enjoy it. We really don't know what 21 is going to hold. Prayerfully, it is better (laughs) and not worse. But, you know, just make the most out of every day and stay safe. You know, make sure you protect yourself and your loved ones. Stay safe if you decide to travel, you know, things like that. 
but I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and an absolutely blessed New Year, guys. So I'm going to say Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, uh, Happy Non-No Year, Happy Non-No Holidays. Um, if you, like you said, if you're traveling, be safe. Go on a staycation. Go book a hotel room and go sleep. I don't know. Watch all the Harry Potter movies. I don't know. Do whatever it is that you want to do um, this year. Before 2020 runs out, do something that you said that you were going to do all year that's not illegal or that's going to cause harm to yourself or others, for sure. Um, and don't take no shit, y'all. Just, just remember. And as we always say, make sure you guys go and follow the Tea with Mo on all social media platforms. Um, our store will be coming. Our merch store is coming in January. Um, when we get, when we come back, we will have that merch store available on our website. So you guys look out for that. Um, so follow. Um, you can follow my uh, social media at Monica Denise on all social media platforms. Um, I don't know if Sunny wants to give out hers, but if not, y'all can follow her um, on our Black Silk pages as well. But yeah. That's what it is, guys. We're not going to keep beating this dead horse. Again, Happy New Year. Um, we pray everybody stays safe, stay blessed. Mask up. We can get this curve. Do your research on the vaccine um, before taking it. Make sure you're doing the research on that. And we're going to leave you all with some R. Kelly Christmas. I'll be stepping. We will see you guys again in 2021. Stay blessed and stay safe. And again, remember that when the tea gets too hot, just let it cool down. We'll see y'all next year. Be safe and be blessed. Like it's a 